Welcome to Fargo Talks Fargo, an unofficial podcast on the FX television series. Fargo Talks Fargo is hosted by me, Bill, and my buddy Sharpie. Check, check, check. This season of Fargo Talks Fargo is sponsored by Fargo Brewing and their Woodchipper IPA. Woodchipper IPA will wrap you in its loveliness with a warm body and chippity chippity goodness. Learn more about the Woodchipper at FargoBrewing.com. Also, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Visit audibletrial.com slash FargoTalksFargo and get yourself a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day trial. And we think books are awesome. When you listen, go do that. Hey, Sharpie. Did you say chippity, chippity goodness? <laughs> yeah, I did. You are a loser. Yes, I am. Okay, I we this this hot dish. This is this is going to be an exercise in restraint. I really think it's going to be. Yes, I think you're right. So, episode ten, the final pal- episode, final episode of this season. Thank God, there's going to be a third palindrome. Oh. Right, palindrome is that the title? Thank you. Noah and the yeah. FX family. Um, here's the deal. La- after the last episode, I thought last week was going to be a. After after last week, I thought this week was going to be sort of a nice, like more calm wrap up. Oh, bitch, you crazy! Um, I even said it in the last episode. <laughs> I thought that, you know, this is good because most everybody's dead. So now we can focus on really. Um, coming to an end for these final characters and really ending their character development and mm-hmm. in, in a proper way. And in this episode, we really came off with more action than I was expecting, to be honest. Yeah, I think I think it was a it was a nice uh, it was it was wonderful on the palette. It was. We still we we so we we came hot off that action from last mm-hmm. the last episode. But we still, and we still got to some of that nice rounded off character development, which was very fun. But some tension coming right off the battle uh, with the Blumquists was super fun. We saw Peggy's um, complete detachment from reality once again. Yeah, we saw the downfall of oh, uh, well, <laughs> and we do. Well, I don't know where you're fucking we going, get, bro. You're, we, just, you're gonna get, wrap this up in five minutes. Yeah. Well, no, we get. <laughs> into it so fast but if you're just tuning in or not if you're just tuning in if you're if you're new to the podcast i don't know why nobody's gonna be i don't know any of this shit here just let me preface this it's the hot dish the hot dish is our quick recap of tonight's episode see we always get too far ahead of ourselves because we're fucking amateurs at this no we're just excited show watchers um so many things to talk about and so many things to touch on what made me extremely Immediately sad. So we we saw some crazy action with the Blumquist trying to get away. We see Ed Blumquist get shot. um, And in that moment, his wardrobe, and it kind of was this way a little bit prior. Yeah, yes. But it it became more more noticeable that his jacket uh, was becoming orange. I mean, it started out super brown, and this is all because of like the lighting and the color grads. But his jacket became super orange, and and Bill and Bill, we texted about this immediately. Like, oh my yes. god, his jacket has now become orange. It's the same jacket, but the fact that the lighting has made it now super orange, it was like, oh, Ed is unfortunately not going to make it. The lovable Ed Blomquist, the butcher of Kansas City. No, the butcher of Laverne. Or the Butcher of Laverne, my bad. <laughs> Straight, yeah, hired by those Kansas City mooks. Yeah, sorry. 
Yeah, just trying to keep you on track yeah, here. Thank you for that. Don't want you lying to our listening audience. <laughs> well, okay, so feel free to just gloss over the wondering, wonderful op- opening narration where oh, we go yes. one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> dead Gerhards, Rye, Otto, Dodd, Simone, Floyd, Bear, and just for good measure, UFO. And the first time we've had that kind of that that same opening narrated. I mean, we've had narrations. We had like the last episode had a narration in the opening, but this was the first time it was like the verbatim. Ooh. No, go ahead. Go. I just Fargo. had a thought and I it just verbalized it. <laughs> the sorry. First, the first time this is like a verbatim narration of the Fargo text. Yes. Uh, that has been previous. Yes. Yes. Previously in all episodes, and that that was done by Lou. Correct. Hmm. Yeah, that was Lou. That was, yep, that was Patrick Wilson. Um, also, because um, I don't want to go deep catalog, but I don't know if I'll bring this up again tomorrow night, so I'm going to bring it up now. Uh, really love the stark contrast of the dead Gerhards and Simone. All of them with like holes, blood spilled, not looking great. Simone, who I still think, I read some places where people didn't think her character was that great, but whatever. Rachel, uh, what was her name? Rachel Kelly, or I don't know. Um, she she did a incredible job. Did you notice how angelically dead she was? Like just staring up into space, looking like a. Because I feel like she was really somewhat innocent. Hmm. We'll look at that tomorrow night, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe technically not. You put a you put a thumb in, in a dude's a... butt, and you're not completely innocent. In, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Nobody, that's our nobody's that's innocent our once theme. they put a thumb up Kansas City's butt. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, she was innocent in the sense that she was young and she was in over her head and inexperienced. Oh, absolutely. And I still stand by. I still love the comment we got a while back about uh, about her her being a complete opposite in everything. Like all Mike Milligan's heady references. Uh, just slammed up against all of Simone's uh, like pop references, which you know you could consider to be low class or not low class, but just you know of a completely different variety. Yes. Um, I just yeah. I here's what I love about the episode as a whole, and I think I probably said something very similar last year. Is that I love the fact that it they don't. Some people get really pissed off when you don't tie up every loose end or answer every question. And I remember, I think if you go back and listen to our our episode 10 of last year, I think I said something very similar about life isn't like that. So why should fictional life be, you know, you can't just put a tidy bow on it and be like, well, that was perfect. I do think this episode was perfect in, in all the questions that went unanswered. They didn't even, they're like, yeah, so you can put the UFO in your report? Nope. <laughs> that was it. That was the end of that. There was no, holy shit, there was UFO. There was just like, you're going to put that report? Nope. Just move on to the next thing. Hey, you want to go fishing? But at the same Tuck time, there were some gimmies. Um, they, yes. A couple of those gimmies were, we got to see Ricky G's demise. Uh, oh. That was fun. I we, got to tweet about that before it happened. Mm-hmm. I I felt really good getting that one off to you. We got to We got to get the answer to Hank's weird alien language thing mm-hmm. and that was a little bit of a surprise to me i wasn't expecting to to get that answered but that was i thought that was nice to wrap up because that was kind of a weird one i'm i'm happy with the ufo thing 
turning out exactly the way it was. I'm happy with uh, Betsy not actually dying. Uh, in front of us, yeah. In front of us, yep. I couldn't have taken it. I was actually surprised by Hank not dying. I was totally mm-hmm. uh, fully expecting Ted Danson's Hank Larson to die r- literally during any episode. I didn't think he was going to last that long, to be honest. I didn't think he was going to make it the whole season. I thought he was going to be a couple a couple episodes and out. And Yeah. That is pretty fun to me. Um, despite the fact that it proved me wrong, uh, almost every single day, <laughs> it's almost it's almost like his character was it's just built for that. You know, he's just mm. made it through too many things to to die in this kind of ridiculous uh in, in his home state mm-hmm. or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was a little. I just at, the only thing I wished I could have had one more uh one more little uh appearance of is uh, Carl. I just wanted a little bit more, just one more scene with Carl. You wanted it, but the reality is it ended exactly when you said it was going to end. When yes. Carl, When Carl was done with the season, mm-hmm. you called it. You said, we will never see Carl again in this season. No, I knew, I knew we wouldn't. It doesn't mean I can't want it. Right? Doesn't mean you can't want it, bro. Oh, yeah. Just, so, like, just like Baywatch. So also, uh, thanks again so much to Maggie and Jeff. We got that episode up. If you're in for a sit down, like two hours of chat about music and stuff that isn't completely related to Fargo, if you're into that kind of stuff, you should totally go back and listen to our special episode that we had Maggie on. And then somehow she managed to like rope Jeff into our Skype call from last year. And so big shout back out to Maggie for, I mean, I heard that opening and I was like, it's fucking war pigs, Black Sabbath. Boom. Yes. I was down for that, and uh, I wonder if the I wonder if seventy five percent of the music budget went towards that. <laughs> well, did you? She she tweeted something back at me about I I I got it done. I can you know kind of like she could die happy. Yep. What did she say about that? I couldn't even remember. <laughs> it was there was some tweets flying, and I I I usually yeah. I usually don't tweet as much, but towards the end of the season, I decided to start tweeting from our account and yours, and not yours, but you know what I mean. Um. Great song choice. I don't know. It just felt it felt good. Yeah, we um, tweeted a lot during this last episode. Well, not a lot, but a little bit. Last few episodes, yeah, yeah. And I, but uh, I, I enjoy it. It is get it does get really distracting. It's a lot of things to juggle between your notes and, mm-hmm, and the show mm-hmm. and the tweets and the Facebook. I just and, I want to give as much as I can. Just want to do it. It's all for you guys. So I, um, as we said well, last ahead. year, it's a, it's a it's a tad bit bittersweet. I mean, we still have the full rundown to go through, but and we're going to. We're not. We're not gonna. It goes so fast. Yes, I felt like I was like, what? It's over. Like I thought the episode. You, I, we got a little spoiled this season with the long ones. Um, I think. Uh, wow. I, I honestly I didn't see the whole. Peggy's complete unraveling, probably some sort of PS, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder happening uh, with the smoke. I didn't, I didn't see that coming at all. That she thought it was Hansi smoking them out, and it, and it just the the cry, and it made a ton. Like when I realized it, I was like, it makes a ton of sense. That was really that interesting. That she that she has no like the, the 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 wall between reality and the fiction she's creating for herself through through film and magazines is has. It's it's paper thin and it's been it's like wet 
Yeah, and, you, and it's per, or it's it's become permeable based on the situations she's been in, and that's what stood out to me the most in this episode is that whole weird sort of confusion with reality. And when while I was watching it, and I knew that she was referring to that movie she was watching in the cabin, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I knew, yeah, I think you 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 texted I, me that like right away too. Yeah, well, what what bothered me about that scene initially was that they were showing scenes from that movie like yeah like the like the superimposed yeah, and i was thanks. like oh man it would have been way cooler if they didn't force that upon the audience and and make it like such a such an obvious reference and i thought it would have been way cooler if they just did it without those superimposed scenes and okay. and made us how trying to like figure out how to word this uh and you're trying to tell adam arkin to fucking suck it i'm trying trying to say say, like (laughs) it would have been a lot cooler if that reference was a little bit more subtle subdued but it ended up working out because that wasn't what was happening in reality yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) you know like when it's happening you were with me i was with you i was like this is weird it's not even a split screen it's not even this and then the door opens and it's it's ben and lou and you're like oh this is, I was slightly this is like, upset that they were making the tie back too obvious. That's the that's the reality. I was I was a little bit upset that they were making that tie back too obvious. But then the outcome was that wasn't what was going well, on. Well, well, I think even the the scenes, the the skewed, like the the dysmorphic, right? Is that a good word for it? Isles and Hansi coming into the store. Looking back, I'm like, oh, that was that shit was all in her head. That was her. We were traveling into the the netherworld of her brain of what she thinks is outside that store sure. when we already know that Lou's taking his shot uh, via No Country for Old Men because that was totally the nighttime scene from No Country for Old Men um, with Anton. I never say the name right, whatever. C-H-I-G- Anton. Um, <laughs> the car, all the way down to the brown cars and all that stuff. You know, the only thing missing was that like shoot him up, knock out your locks, kill a cow thing. Um, but yeah, it was... It was all in her head, all of it. Uh, too too bad for uh, J- Jesse Jesse Plemons. Uh, still, uh, I just the the cat. I think there was so much standout acting this season. I, I I think there was a lot of I and I had already said that I think the best episode for for Kirsten Dunst was a you know earlier. I don't know. I think there's a couple like a scene, just that scene in the car, the scene in with the car Lou, with Lou and Pat, Lou, Patrick Wilson as Lou alone was was just awesome, and which is the throwback to both the movie and last season of Fargo. Mm-hmm. You got a cop in the front seat, somebody in the back. Except this time, she's not a clear cut criminal. You know, and there's the big victim conversation, which, mm-hmm. by the way, though, still like hammer you in the face. Reality: people are dead, Peggy. The fact that that scene in the squad car bookends the movie, season one and season two, is pretty fun. Yeah, and the little bit of money to me, though the the little bit of money part for a little bit of money. Yeah, it's all and for what. For a little bit of money, a, a little bit of me thinks that it was all. I don't know what. There's no direct connection that I can perfectly see at this moment, um, but it's it's it was it, it. I mean, this all started for them, and all this got mixed up because two people in this absurd way 
you know, speaking of sur- absurdity, uh, Lester, Lester last season, Peggy this year, get in the middle of something they shouldn't be in and they're too dumb, but they don't know how to get out. And when I say dumb, I don't mean actually dumb. I just mean they, they don't, they, they just can't see their way out of this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and she's completely crowded out by her thoughts of California and that she's a victim. But at the same time, she's totally right in the era, you know? I'm a victim too. You wouldn't understand. You're a man. You know, it's, you know, it's a lie. You know, she's a gal that she, she lives in little town, Minnesota, you know, uh, working at a beauty parlor and she wants to be something more. And I mean, that's, those, those are real things that are happening today and even more back then to women. Granted, it's, she's, she's reading the right co- cue card and <laughs> she's her, just she's just not in the right play at the moment she doesn't yeah. know that well i feel for her but her detachment from reality i mean her her husband is dead oh and, and she's it's like lou, she's forgotten by the time yeah, oh she's forgotten by the time she's hit the the squad car and lou knows it that's why lou shakes his head right at the beginning of the conversation when she starts talking about you know maybe she she could go to jail in california and he's just like you son of a bitch like yeah you realize your husband is dead but i i love the fact that ed in his final moments essentially got to divorce peg because he said mm. you know we're not right for each other it was it wasn't meant to be i love the fact that he got that off i love the fact that he essentially was able to come to yeah. his own reality and divorce her um, yeah, before he yeah. passed on, oh, we're going too deep. Yeah, we are going too deep. Here's here's what I say <laughs> with you. I'm gonna tell me if I'm right or wrong here, and throw anything else at this. So here's the stuff we're gonna touch on tomorrow night. Uh, we're gonna touch on all sorts of little things. We're gonna probably by then figure out who covered California Dream, and we're gonna I'm gonna bring up the stuff on the wall. Um, there was a UFO on another calendar in the future of Betsy's Dream. Uh, Hamish the Broker by Adam. Arkin, they end up slamming Mike Milligan into a middle management position. Uh, crazy enough, using a shitbag typewriter. That, essentially his own jail cell and the, yeah, and bookending his story where he began with a typewriter and he's ending with a typewriter. Yep. And uh, and, and the, the fact, too, that uh, she has a dream about where everything, you know, coming, sorry, circling all the way back, it's Costco and everything's amazing. And, and so we're really coming to... Uh, the, the things where we see this whole corporatization of America and the the crumbling of mom and pop shops. Um, Kansas City has beat out. I mean, we should have known it from the get-go that Fargo was not going to win. Maybe I did say that eventually in the beginning. Um, so anyway, we got the old days. Gail from HR is going to stop by and get uh, Mike's paperwork. You're super excited because Ricky G, God, that, that smiling fucker, right? <laughs> He's always got a grin on his face. Always. Um, uh. So, yeah, the gunfight interrupted by spacecraft, subtext. Uh, so much more to talk about, so much more to dig into. We're gonna. I want to know what's the Great Brain book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it means anything, but we got to see it put back on the shelf, maybe because Noah likes dorks like us to look that shit up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and I still I still say wonderful, tiny, small standout role uh, by... Noreen? Uh, forgive me, Noreen. Yep. Yes, Noreen. Fuck yeah. Noreen is Noreen is coming of age from it's all absurd, it's ridiculous, and she gets some fucking dose of heavy duty knowledge uh, from Betsy. And I bet you, for someone like that, it's gonna hit home because she's she's a emancipated teen who is now li- like the live in babysitter for these people. So, mm-hmm. um, so f- let's just let's wrap it there. But I just I want to touch on two quick things. Okay. 
Uh, I'm going to go. We've we've been getting so much email, so I apologize if we don't always write back. Um, if anyone doesn't write back, it's me because I tend I, I forward almost everything to Sharpie, but I, I've got ownership of our account. Um, but uh, Stuart, Stuart emailed us that uh, which is pretty awesome. You know, he said he doesn't want to be all spoilery, but uh, he has some inside sources that Hansi survives, which we found out to be true. But uh, it, I thought it was just too awesome to not mention. Mm-hmm. That he uh, starts in a spinoff series where he gets that haircut, goes into hiding in Wisconsin, and moves into the garage apartment of a middle-class white family. I've attached in a publicity photo <laughs> from an unnamed series, and this is a wonderfully, in my opinion, wonderfully photoshopped picture of Hanzi as the Fonz. Fonzie. The Fonzie. <laughs> it's so good. The Fonzie. It is so good. Oh, Fonzie. so awesome. Oh, Fonzie. Uh, and Zach. Zach, what a wonderful, wonderful standout uh, job by by him on this show as well um also just want to give there's some great articles out there and uh, we'll link to those in the the next episode but okay interesting note that he was really really good friends with the guy who played the native american in the original fargo movie oh Uh, was he character by the name of shep proudfoot do you remember him the guy who beat up uh the dudes in the yeah 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 they were like really good friends in los angeles together oh that's cool yeah uh, also, back. also just want to give uh, <coughs> a shout out to uh, Regina and Dominic who sent us a very nice letter, email, and I just uh, you know when you get sometimes you get email and it's we get a lot of really great insight from a bunch of you all season long, and sometimes you just get an email that makes you feel good. And uh, to the both of them that 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 Sharpie, I know Sharpie read that one before we recorded. We we thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know what show it is you want us to record a podcast about, but. Uh, Maybe we need a new show. Well, I don't know. Last year you were you were ready for the vacation after this, you know, because we we have we both have a lot of side projects going on that don't don't go out publicly a lot. But it's uh, we we put in as much work as we can, and not that drinking and talking um, <laughs> sounds like a lot of effort, but uh, uh, we we really do appreciate that. We appreciate you guys, everybody listening this season, and we we we're really excited to do a season three. I'm I'm a little worried that I can't wait that long, and we've been joking about a new podcast we're gonna make. We'll yes, see what happens. We've been joking about a couple new podcasts. Um, yeah. So we say that, but uh, thanks uh, for yeah. listening to the hot dish. If you have some theories or the th- some things that you caught in this episode, email us quick because uh, we'll record on Wednesday in person. Sharpie's going to be here. Again I will be from, in Fargo on Wednesday. We'll record the final episode together. Jeez. Uh, so if you have some insight, if if you have some theories. If you have anything you want us to mention on the show, email mm-hmm. us quick uh, between now and Wednesday. And yes. Maybe we'll be able to talk about it. And we we haven't picked everything yet, so we want we have one more episode. So if you can, uh, give us your favorite quote this season and send it to us via email at podcast.fargotalksfargo.com or uh, uh, we're on Twitter at FargoTalksFargo or on Facebook.com slash FargoTalksFargo. And make sure you use the hashtag Hashtag Fargo Survival Kit and put your favorite quote from this season in there. Mm-hmm. And Sharpie and I are going to get together when he gets here Wednesday, and we're going to pick whoever we did the one. If there's somebody who did the same quote and that's the quote we think was the most killer, uh, we're just going to go with whoever uh, sent it in first. But uh, we'll get that. Yes, get that going on. And oh, by the way, there's more than one prize. We just didn't tell everyone that. 
I actually didn't tell Sharpie that yet either. Oh. <laughs> so there's a couple. We're gonna give we're gonna give away the survival kit, and then there's a few things uh, we're gonna throw in for a few of you guys. So cool. Uh, throw it in there, and as as per the usual, really really sorry. We're gonna we're keeping that to us only. There's yeah, it's just it's a thing. And uh, so yeah, I'd say until Wednesday, Sharpie, safe travels, and uh, uh, well, okay then. Ah, geez. <laughs>